0: everyone and welcome to another episode of Into Your Life podcast. I'm Lenka and I'm here with my co-host. And good good morning, good evening,
1: good afternoon and I am Natalie.
0: And today we have a wonderful conversation ahead of us. We will talk about a topic that's very close to Natalie. It's her life, it's her business, it's her focus and that's confidence. So Natalie, tell us a little bit about why confidence coaching. Why have you decided to, when you were looking at your career, when you're looking at what kind of coaching you might be doing, why did you decide to really focus on confidence? And what does actually confidence mean to you?
1: I love how you assume that I planned this and I was I had focus and I was, you know, planning it. And I'd like to say I did, but I didn't. I, haven't planned much in my life I tend to very much go with the flow or whatever was available and this is how I ended up in coaching and and then with confidence coaching so basically my my background story is I I left school very young and because I needed to leave home so best was leave school as soon as I could And I just got a job and I got a job in a hotel and it's easy. I could do it. And at 16, you could pretty much do anything in in South Africa. You could work and leave school. I went into catering and just through life and things happening, I just went from one job to another and I never really had a vision. I just went from one job to another. I landed up working in random places. I can't even remember half the places that I worked. And then I decided I want to come to the UK. And this is where, at the time, I was working in a bar. Love that as well. So I did a lot of touristy type places in a bar, in a yacht club, uh, waitressing, in hotels. So I was very focused in the tourist industry. And I really enjoyed it. And then I came to the UK and I thought, well, that's simple. I'll go back and work in the tourist industry or in a bar or anything. no. In South Africa, you get tipped when you're a waitress. You get tipped when you're working in a bar and you earn really good money. Not in the UK. So I thought, okay, what did I do? I started doing care work. I did live in care. And with that, I could travel because I didn't travel a lot. And I really enjoyed it. But after about five years of living in other people's houses and then traveling and then living in other people's houses, I wanted to settle down a little bit. So I did care work in a home, and, I, and this was where I was, in Cam- I was living in Cambridge at the time, and I did that for a few years, and then I hit burnout, and 2008 hit, remember? The economy just went tanked. So what does somebody who's unqualified in anything do? I got offered a job at Royal Mail as a Christmas casual, loved it, and stayed there for five years. And then again, changes were happening. So you can see there's no direction in what I'm doing. I'm just going where there's a job and that pays money. And then I went and I got a job at one of the Cambridge universities. And I thought, great, this is it. This is my life now. Now, throughout all these jobs and everything, there was a lot of bullying going on. And I really didn't feel worth anything. I didn't feel that I had any value and this is probably why I just went from one rubbish job to another, because I didn't feel that I could go for anything that I wanted to go for. And I landed up at this job in uh, Cambridge College. You know, sounds great, doesn't it? Cambridge College, Cambridge University is wonderful. One of my biggest mistakes I've ever made. But it also was one of the best things I ever did. I did I did a degree in business management and this is what I was doing at the time because I thought if I get a degree I can get a better job but with this job this last job that I had or the last time I was employed bullying got too much that I actually ended up having a really bad panic attack going down a motorway at 70 miles an hour that was for me my wake up call And this is when I thought, okay, stuff has to change. Something has to change. I have just literally just gone with the flow, just gone wherever and not got anywhere. And this was the moment when I thought, you know what? I have to make a change. I have to make a change. But what do I do? I quit my job. That's the first thing I did. I quit my job. And I actually got introduced to a multi-level business. And I joined that, and I did that for two years, full on, and I really enjoyed it. But what this business did for me is it made, it showed me or taught me or guided me to personal development. If you had said beforehand personal development, I would have like, "Huh? what's that? I was very ignorant (laughs) for many years but it introduced me to personal development and it introduced me to possibilities. And I just devoured books. I devoured courses, workshops, anything that this company was offering. I was there, I was doing it, but there was always something missing. And one of the things I did was I joined Toastmasters international. It's a public speaking organization because when you, join, when you start your own business, you need to talk to people. Being an employee, I didn't need to talk to people. I was in Royal Mail, I collected posts. Who do I need to talk to? I did care work with, with disabilities, severe disabilities. I didn't have to talk to anybody. But now I was running a business, I had to talk to people. So this is where I was introduced to Toastmasters and I, I didn't hate it but I was challenged, personally challenged. But it was a really supportive old club that I became part of and they encouraged me. And through them, I learned to speak. I learned to speak to people. Now I could speak. I speak well. I've got good English most of the time. And But I just couldn't speak to people, especially if I didn't know anybody and especially if there were two. The minute it was more than two people, that was it. I'm done. I couldn't do anything. So through doing this business of mine and doing Toastmasters, doing all the reading that I was doing and all the workshops that I was doing, I started to realize, hang on a minute, I can choose what I want to do. I'm in control of my life. Woohoo. Wow. Okay. Now what do I do? And I realized that there was something missing. So what I did is I then qualified to become a life coach. I, I did a lot of research on coaching and I qualified to become a life coach. And I worked with that for, for, I think, about a year, 18 months, somewhere around that. But still, there was that thing missing. I was still doing Toastmasters, still going through the program, through the process. But while I was doing that, I realized, A, I actually enjoyed public speaking and B my confidence was growing. So what I did is I started to look at what was happening. What was I doing that was making these changes in myself other than the books and the workshops and all that? But what was it that was making me change? What was it that I was doing and how could I do it differently? And how can I do it on purpose instead of it just happening by accident? I then started to really look At confidence, I started to really look at what is confidence? What does it mean? What does it do? What and and really study confidence. And then in the end of 20, or about September 2019, I then started a public speaking with confidence business. I had a course and I had a a lot of success with this course, and it was going well. Then we had spring of 2020. which meant that no more face-to-face, no more course, no more anything. It just halted. So it was a, a very new business that I had been working on and developing. And then it was, yeah, but just pivot, go online, go online. Remember the word pivot, pivot, pivot? Everybody was pivoting in 2020. It was all about the pivot. But it didn't feel right for me because the way I had written this course, the way that I presented this course and what this course taught you was about the whole speaking process, not just online. So what I do? So this is where I got involved with the neuroscience and finding out different ways and really started to dig deeper into the brain, the person, who we are, confidence, all of this. And then slowly being guided, confidence coaching came about. And what I'd spent 21 doing was really putting a program together, putting something together that was from my experience, my personal journey and confidence, what I'd learned about confidence and how you can do it on purpose, but also about business because confidence is not only for personal, but it's for business as well. So through that, I, I just, developed this 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 program that I that I now use with my clients so there was no plan there was no process it was just I went down one road okay now this is interesting me this is what I need this and it was just a process that landed me here but I wouldn't be here if the backstories hadn't happened the thing is I just followed my Once I had the courage and I left employment, I learned to follow my heart, to follow my gut, to see where I needed to go. And with this confidence that coaching that I do is stuff that I learned from Toastmasters. It's stuff that I learned from the multi-level business. It's stuff that I've learned from the books that I've read. It's my experience that I've gone through. So it's everything. So none of it was a waste. It was just part of the process to get me to where I am right now and it will be part of the process that will get me to where I'm going six months a year two years whatever down the line but one of the, the main reasons that I landed up with confidence is I had none and I know what life it feels like when you have absolutely no confidence no self worth no self-belief anything and you just end up in one rubbish job after another and when I started to network, when I started to talk to other business owners, I started to realize other people felt the same way. I thought I was the only one who didn't have confidence and that everybody else was amazingly confident. And I have realized that that's not true. And I have realized how powerful confidence is. That when you start to have confidence in your life, you start to empower yourself to understand life better, to want to push yourself further, to really start to know that you are in control and to know that you can make the choices you want to make instead of just going wherever there's a job, wherever life takes you without being in control of it. And I think this is one of the reasons why I really picked confidence because there's so much to learn. Learning is one of my values and I love learning. So there's so much to learn. It's not a topic that you just learn and then you know it. I'm always learning something that, that's connected to confidence, that can be added to confidence, that joins confidence, whatever. It, it's a constant growing learning process process that confidence has enabled me to to learn as a topic as an emotion as a whatever it is and this I think is why I latched onto confidence and not anything else because it's a constant process it's growing it
0: develops it's so interesting and it got me really wondering about There are so many people, as I said, out there who will be struggling with similar things, who will feel their lack of confidence or who might be struggling with something else. And I would be wonderful if you could share a little bit about from your experience, personal or working with clients, how does this low confidence showing up in our personal lives or what it might be doing for us or stopping us from doing in business? what are the signs that people can look for to be able to identify that confidence might be the thing I need to work on to really be able to lean into my life more, to lean into my business more, to really embrace the full potential of what it is that this universe has to offer. So what would be kind of the things, how does it show up and what are the signs people can look for?
1: So confidence is quite interesting because it's not something we always we always admit to ourselves of not having confidence. I didn't understand what confidence was. So if you, I knew that I didn't feel something, but I, I wasn't conscious of it. I just knew that there was more, but I didn't think that I was worth more. So understanding or knowing that you don't have confidence is not necessarily something that you consciously know. But one of the ways to see it is if you, feel unhappy where you are, but you feel that you can't do anything about it. If you feel hopeless in, in, in your job, but you don't think you can get another job, or if you wanna have your own business, but you don't think you can do it. So you're giving yourself excuses of why you can't do something. And this can come down to confidence. It's also about if you d- shrink your dreams, so if you think about when you when you're a kid, you dream about, I mean, the dreams are massive. I mean, you're just gonna do everything and be everything, and the world is your oyster and you can do it. But as we get older, these dreams start to shrink. So if your dreams are shrinking from when you were a kid, this can also be a lack of confidence because you've allowed life to just hit you on the head constantly. So you just shrink down and you shrink your dreams. Another way to see it is if you feel stuck, my life is going nowhere. Oh, it's just the same all the time. Oh, I just feel so stuck or so frustrated. And there's this, this feeling of frustration and just nothing's happening, nothing's working. I can't get anything right. This this feeling and I know you can't see me, but my arms are flapping and waving about and Link is laughing. So just, just picture this. That feeling of frustration of of just I need something to happen but I don't know what to happen and and then then you start to have that voice in your head was going oh I can't do it I can't do it because x y and z whatever it is that again can be a lack of confidence business owners you can start a business because maybe like me I started one because I didn't have a choice I couldn't go back into or stay in employment I had to become self-employed And I never wanted to be self-employed, but it was something that had to happen. So a lot of small business owners had started that way because they didn't have a choice. Furloughed, lockdown, retrenchments, whatever it is, a lot of small business owners have started their business because they had no other choice. So they might be feeling stuck. Maybe they don't have as many clients as they want. Are they charging what they're worth? Are they undercharging themselves? Are they giving free services because they feel that they can't ask the amount of money that they want? These are all signs of a lack of confidence. Now, lack of confidence is not a lack of skills. Confidence and skills are two totally different things. And this is something that I I have come across is people thinking that they're the same thing. You can get business owners who are, Immensely skilled in what they do, they just don't have the confidence to do it. So they appear that they don't know what they're doing, and this is why it's it's assumed then that that business owner doesn't have the skills, and that's not right. That's not true. They have the skills. So it shows up in different ways: the the lack of confidence, the lack of self belief, the and this this voice in your head, you can't do that. Why should you do that? It's going to be too expensive, too hard, too long, too, 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 whatever it is. That's usually a way that you're shrinking your dreams. I can't reach that goal. It's, it's, it's too complicated. You're shrinking your dreams. You're shrinking your ideas to fit the perception of where you're at right now. Now, one thing I'm going to share with you is confidence is a skill. Therefore, you can learn it. It's not something you're born with. It's not something you inherit. It's not, some, it's not a talent. It's, it's none of that. It's a skill. It's like learning to knit. It's like learning to read. It's like learning to climb a mountain. It's any skill. Therefore, you can learn to become confident because it's a skill. So when I get people saying, oh, I'm not confident, I'll never be confident, I can't be confident, that's not true. But like any skill, you've got to learn it. you got to put the time in. you got to put the effort in because you need that process. You need to learn. If you can learn a new language, you need to put the time and the effort. If you're going to learn how to bake a cake or cook. You've got to put the time, the effort, and learn. And it's the same with confidence. I would love to give you the pill and just say, that's it. Done. Click my fingers. You're done. Perfect. But it's not. It's a process. It's a learned process skill and this is when people say to me oh I can never be confident I've never been confident therefore I can't ever be confident and this is where I'm like that's not true if you want to learn to be confident you can learn it it just is hard work and effort
0: and I really as I listened to started thinking about my own confidence journey and how that all happened And I remembered a quote from Amy Cuddy that it's, we all know it, fake it till you make it. And in one of her TED talks, she really took it from fake it till you become it. And this was my journey with confidence was through similar to through public speaking, where I started my own community, where I started my own meetup in Cambridge. One of the reasons for that, aside from helping other businesses, was for me to have my own safe space, have my own stage, where I can practice in a small group friendly environment, where I can practice public speaking, because I saw that in marketing, you have to be a speaker, you have to know how to present yourself, that's how you get around. But I really wasn't a confident speaker. And if you would ask anyone at the uni, when I delivered presentation, if I was a capable speaker, they would be laughing at you. But I really put this mantra into like, just fake it, just fake it, just fake it. And it definitely comes through as when you practice and practice and you put yourself out there and you stretch the comfort zone and you step out of the comfort zone and you push yourself a little bit over time. It absolutely is a skill that you can learn. So I'm curious um, about how do you feel about the whole fake it till you become it in terms of really... tricking the brain almost in a way of faking it to a point to put yourself in a position where you appear to be more confident even though inwardly you might not feel the way but you train yourself and you allow yourself to present yourself in a way to then slowly and I you probably will not know when it really happens because it's a slow gradual process to one day realising, well, I'm no longer faking it. I really genuinely feel confident at this stage, at this point, in this activity that I do that used to scare the hell out of me.
1: I really am a believer in fake it till you make it and then become it because it does, it pushes you forwards. So, for example, is... When I started to speak at, at Toastmasters and give speeches, and even start to present at networking events or even started to give workshops, I didn't feel confident doing it. Therefore, I had to fake it until I became it. Now, it didn't mean that I was false or, you know, standing there with a stupid grin on my face. It just meant that I was presenting myself as confident but I didn't feel confident and through learning through Toastmasters and just through going through the process I learned tricks that could help me to feel to feel more confident or to help me to fake the process until I got more confident. And I know Amy Cuddy has used the, the, the power pose. I mean, that is a big one. And I know a lot of people have said, Oh, but that's just women being masculine. And there's a lot of sort of negativity around it, but come on, look at the superheroes, you know, Captain America, um, Captain Marvel, all of these look at them. They stand there. They, they have their feet, hip, Distance apart, they put their hands on their hips, shoulders back. Now you stand up like that and you try and not look or feel confident. So this is where faking comes in. It's body, it's how you, your body language. So if you're going to stand on, give a presentation at networking or give a, a workshop or talk to somebody and you hunched over, whether you're in your chair or whether you're standing up, whether you're on Zoom or or face-to-face, it doesn't matter. But I want you to try and give a presentation sitting in your chair, standing up, but hunched over. Bend your shoulders and hunch yourself. How do you feel? Now, what I want you to do is sit up in your chair or stand up, shoulders back, feet distance apart, or if you're sitting, sit up straight, shoulders back, now how do you feel this doesn't mean that you are not you and that you are not being genuinely you that is fake it that is faking it until you're making it because your heart might be going and your palms are sweating and you like (gasps) but you're showing your body language is showing confidence and that is what people see they see what you show They can't see that your heart feels like it's going to jump out your mouth and that your palms are all sweaty unless you shake somebody's hands and then they can guess it. But the thing is, they don't know what's going on inside of you. They just see you standing up tall. Smile. That's another way of faking it until it's genuine, until it happens. Another uh, way to do it is, is pausing when you're speaking because that just helps you to gather your thoughts. So by doing these things, is that faking it or is that being real? It's about finding a way to cope with, to push yourself out of your comfort zone, to really push yourself doing something that's making you feel nervous, that's making you feel insecure, that's making you question yourself while you're doing it, but your audience doesn't know this or Whatever it is, doesn't know it. But one day, you'll be standing there, your feet are hip distance apart, you're smiling, You are. your heart is beating, but you start to realize, hang on a minute, my palms aren't sweating. Yeah. The next time you do it, it might, again, your feet hip distance apart. You might not always stand with your hands on your hips because if you're anything like me, my hands are constantly flapping as I talk. It's, you will start to think, I don't feel so nervous anymore. I really do talk about the, the fake it till you make it and then you become it because it's part of the process. Just because you're nervous and don't have confidence, it doesn't mean that you've got to be showing that. It doesn't mean that you've got to make yourself appear weaker, but it's about being who you are it is still about being genuine it is still about finding your way you're not being disingenuous you're not it's not about hiding who you are i have stood up and i said you know i'm i'm really nervous right now and you know i'm i'm honest about being nervous but it doesn't mean i got to stand there you know all hunched over and you know letting the people see it because i couldn't speak properly then you know it it's It's just being you, but using tools that you can to fake it until you've actually are now living
0: it. So while they were talking, I started thinking more about my own journey with confidence. And one of the things is that I am an introvert. And I always believe that introverts by default are not confident. And that being an introvert means that I will always be shy and that I will lack confidence. that there's something genetically within being an introvert that will make me not confident. But as I worked on myself, I realized that actually introverts can be very confident. And lots of people will then maybe not see me as an introvert because the way I come across, maybe in video, maybe in public speaking, because I've trained myself, we were talking about it's a skill and I was working on my skill of confidence. But tell me, what from your experience in terms of confidence and introverts, is it more likely that introverts will be struggling with confidence? Can introverts really become confident? What is your opinion?
1: So this is introverts and extroverts is a really massive topic. And I look forward to getting into that in some future episode. But regarding confidence, yes, introverts can be confident. Because the way introverts use their energy is different to the way that extroverts use their energy. And this is something that I've only recently really realized at how much introverts can be confident. And sometimes it, they can be more confident than an extrovert because extroverts appear confident. they the loud, they the bell of the ball, they run the meetings, they're all there. And you just think, wow, that person is so confident. And yet you have somebody sitting there quietly, just minding their own business, absorbing what's going on. You think, oh, that poor person, so shy, so um, must have no confidence whatsoever. And these two pictures can be a lie because the extrovert could be quaking in their boots and that introvert is sitting there because that's what we do. We like to just sit quietly and watch. And yes, I am an introvert. So building your confidence as an introvert, you do it differently than if you're an extrovert. And it's about finding the way that you can do it, like the speaking, the networking, the marketing, the running your business. It's finding the way that suits you. It's almost bringing your personality into the way that you build your confidence. And this is actually something that I do with my clients. I really work on them understanding their personality okay and now how do we build your confidence and your business with that so to answer your question yes introverts can be confident
0: and i love how you really started with telling the differences that you know there will be different ways how different people can get into working on their confidence and Are there any resources you mentioned that you've been through lots of books and lots of courses? And I think, would you recommend any resources to people who are kind of exploring their own confidence and who want to maybe work on their own personal development in terms of looking at their self worth, self belief, confidence through initially self study before they feel confident enough? Ironic, reach out to a confidence coach. So, one of the the books that really helped me
1: to understand something is I often talk and I'm sure you've heard people talk about step out your comfort zone, your comfort zone and don't be stuck in your comfort zone and do something different. That's out of your comfort zone and all this. But one book that really helped me to understand about what you go through when you step out of your comfort zone is the discomfort zone by Farah store. And it really made me or helped me to understand how being in discomfort was okay because it was part of the process. But when I started to read this book, I was like, yeah, I'm meant to be uncomfortable. There is discomfort in stepping out of the comfort zone. And that is why it's called the comfort zone. And that is why it is encouraged to step out of it and create this discomfort in order to create more comfort. And this is what this book really helped me with. And um, it just gave me an understanding and and a realization of how important the discomfort is.
0: So to close off this episode, which is all about confidence and kind of looking more about on your journey and how you discovered and ended up in this wonderful position of helping people find their confidence and build their confidence what would be your kind of quick tips or advice to people who might be seeking and they don't know what they're looking for something might be missing might be realizing that the confidence is a thing what would you advise to them what would be your closing words of wisdom
1: so one of the things is being open with yourself listening to yourself and not shutting yourself down when you realize that there's something missing, something you're unsure of. And just look, research, look, read books, listen to podcasts or something to see where where is it that, that this uncomfort or unsettling feeling is coming from. But again, it's about just learning and, and reaching out to others and maybe even asking to see what it is that, that you're looking for, that you're needing. But the biggest thing is to be open to learning something new, to having a, a personal realization about something. And just listen to, as i said, podcasts or read some books and start to see what direction you want to be going into and where do you need to go. And even talk to mentors and coaches and you know, supportive friends or, or something to see, where is this going to take you? But the biggest thing is be open and listen to what you're saying. And that's not always easy. I appreciate that. But just listen, what are you telling yourself?
0: I love that so much. And thank you, Natalie, for being so open with us today for really sharing your story, and showing us on your example, that anything and everything is possible. And that anyone Even an introvert can become super confident, can become an incredible speaker. And I know that this topic we have just scratched the surface. But I think for today's episode, I'll leave it on your wonderful closing remarks just to listen to yourself and be open Do you think is wonderful. And I will say thank you, everyone, for listening, for being here with us today. If you have any questions, make sure to let us know. If you have found a ways that you managed to grow and improve your confidence that you think that other people should hear about, do let us know as well, because we're not saying we have all the answers, so we're still on our journey in as well.